Blam. We're in here. We did it. Round of applause. A, a, a verbal one. Hooray. So, kind of a special one today. Yep. Um, you thought we went crazy last week with one fancy lady on the show. Yep. This week Mikhail. we have two. Right. That was great. Right. I'm sure he'll love that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week we have two fancy ladies on the show. Introduce yourselves, ladies. No. My, Why would you say uh, that? I was here last week. My name is Sydney. Sainte. Sainte. I'm Samadhi Bishop. Samadhi Bishop in the house. <laughs> I really wanted us to give them like I didn't want them to talk for the first like fifteen minutes. Why? I why wanted would you, their introduction because I wanted their introduction to be fifteen minutes. Why would you spring that on us in, like, without word, without notice? I emailed and, you and yell, yell, no, three in the reports. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, uh, right, good. I'll be honest with you. The last episode that we did, I kind of felt like I was pretty chill. So if we're chill today, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You feel like you were chill last time? I was super chill. Last time it was, wait. She thinks I'm talking about the show with her. I'm talking oh, about no, the show Oh, no, talking about the show before. that we did Because you're just out here recording all the time every day. Yeah, we do two shows a week. Cool. Yeah. Rad. You're mm-hmm. welcome to come to all of them. Oh, that's so nice. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe after a couple of times I won't get lost. It is hard I to find mean, your way here. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a matrix. It's a little bit of a mm-hmm. matrix. And the side of the building that we're on is not the side of the address. It's like, really, guys? Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. yeah, it's a little confusing. Which is why I say to everyone coming for the first time, just call me when you get here, and mm-hmm. I will walk you to the door. Mm-hmm. I'll find you. I will come. I will find you. Yeah. I got cut off so many times. I will find you, people and I will kill area, you. People in this area cut you off like like it's a job, and I got cut off by this meow meow today. Oh, okay. You'll, you will die. Okay. Um, my friend, My sweet friend, Steven... Shout out Steven. Known him for 20-something years. Lovely gay man. Has so many opinions on everyone and everything, and we share the same sort of fluctuation between loving everyone and hate, like absolutely hating everyone on the planet. She knew but, I liked this. Um, he calls girls who like talk like that, like everything's a question, and like go to and like juice and like me and like me. he calls them meow meows. Aww. he's like you know she's just like meow, and like yeah, and then I like went and got my facial like meow like meow 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 meow. That, meow, that meow. makes sense. Whoa. But this meow meow cut accurate. me off yeah. today, and then she, I was so surprised because like I was right around the corner, and I was so surprised that she slowed down and put her hand out the window like shit. I'm oh, she sorry. apologized. Oh, she like, apologized. Sorry, there you I go. was like well, yes. But was it one more for like the women? Sorry, <laughs> it was sorry. One, yeah, like, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. My God, was that me? <laughs> Did she oh, stuck? Gee. She, stuck <laughs> <laughs> she stuck her hand out and meowed. My friend has a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my friend has these signs. He he made them, and they're like little bubbles, uh, paper on on, on like a stick. Pop school, yeah, popsicle sticks or whatever. And each one will say one will say like, fu- one says like fuck off. One says. Nice blinker. One says, that's my one. bad. That's so, bad. like, if one. he makes a bad oh move and, and the guy's like, you, you kidding me? He's just like, Ew. oh, my God. That's with the sign. That. And then, they, and then he says they always the... break out laughing. Or, like, yeah. all, it'll just, like, you know, diffuse It's the product the... that should exist. We should be able to buy those things. That's I told them that's, like, a great, like, I feel like that would be, so, actually, maybe well, we've not. All That'd be sold in, like, Spencer's Gifts. No, no. Yeah. No, not it's not a joke. Or it like would you just become like an LED marquee on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because then you're not th- this one's more heartwarming, it's more handmade. 
Yeah, but then that, t- that, that takes away from the driving. That's causing. But you're trying to anymore. you're trying to reduce road rage and make mm. someone laugh in a situation where you made a mistake and you can't really explain quickly. Like, oh, I oh. fucking thrive on road rage. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, sometimes I, I didn't well, realize. We, that. Sometimes I get pretty. I think it's when you have machine or glass separating you from another, and then their machine and glass. Yeah. I feel like everybody has a sort of. Where are you going with this coop? He takes these really long pauses sometimes. <laughs> it's just like you, you feel like nothing can hurt you or touch you. doesn't matter if the person in the other car is. They could be a serial killer. but See, if they, I feel like I'm going to die in the car all the time. But sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to kill them. I, I go off on, I'm yeah. like, that motherfucker. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's like you three. You lost your bubble. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like three miles away from this guy now. He's probably at like 7-Eleven getting something. I've always dreamed of meeting someone like in traffic while I'm singing with the windows down, you know? Because I get, I experience very real road rage, but also very real road joy. If you want to see like full Sydney joy, mm-hmm. like take a 30 second snippet of me like scream singing on the, on, on the. I actually have. Like I've done like vocal warm ups in yeah, my car yeah, yeah. and then like been singing, like practicing just like full blast. Yep. And then I literally have had people like pull up next to me and, and roll down the window like, Woo, you're yeah! so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. What's that for? What's <laughs> that's the best when I you think, get lost. How in often? I love like, getting oh, lost. There how, are other people. <laughs> how, how often are those people men? I don't know. Uh, most often. Most I mean, often, because, yeah. and this is part hey girl, of, you or black well. women. We got a little sidetracked with the in, black introduction. Women. Yeah, black women are like, guess which. But, um, you guys are on today because we're thinking about a, a topic we all kind of like settled on, which was the vast spectrum of sexuality, mm-hmm. yeah. and specifically dating in Los Angeles. And I thought mm-hmm. it really was apropos that when Sydney came, um, sorry, um, Samani came here for the first day, she parked her car and a guy hit on her. Yeah, I parked my car and I was texting. Oh, really? and I was like, "Hey, um, I'm outside." Blah blah blah. And then there's this dude cracked across the street, and he's like yelling at me. He's like, and I didn't understand <laughs> this what he ten said. Ten minutes ago, I thought he said he's like, "Do you need help?" And I was like, "No, I'm fine." He's like, "Yeah, you're fine." And I was like, "I was like, what?" He's like, "You didn't hear me." And I was like, "What are you saying?" And he's like, "Are you going to the gym?" I was like, "No." <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, what are you doing?" And I was like. Uh, I'm gonna go literally anything friend. else. <laughs> I was gonna go help my friend out with a podcast, and he's like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "It's Samadhi," and he's like, "I'm Terrence." I was like, "Hi." Oh god! <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, "He's like, he's like, well, um, maybe we should go have dinner sometime." And I was like, "Well, great idea. Now, great idea, now Terrence. is that? I is, am is, is this is this the time <laughs> that, where you asked me that? Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Because like, thank sure God, I was waiting doing. for you to say that. <laughs> I need dinner plans. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, meow, meow. I fed the meter because I saw you here. So I, par- I, don't I have pulled any over. I money now because I spent it all on my meter. Well, meow, meow. But, anyways, yeah, I'm seeing somebody right now. He's like, it doesn't mean you can't take my number. You should use my number. I was like, uh, and then no. I was just like, I was like, no, fuck it. Just so he'll stop talking to me. I was like, I'll take your number. You know what you should do? You should use his number for now when any other guy asks you for I'll your number. Exactly. Yeah, give that guy's number. That's I not a bad idea. I just lie all the time. I just, Numbers? Six, no, nine, name, four, three. Numbers, Change like the name. last digit. It's yeah. actually, if, if you're going to stand there and like not pick up the social cue that I'm like physically not trying to talk to you like if my body isn't facing you i'm like looking at you and then trying to keep my attention somewhere else and you don't pick up on that then i'm gonna i'm just gonna lie what's your name victoria 
Victoria. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, you should take my number. My fiance would hate that. Would hate that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, bye. Because at the same time, there's a lot of women who get really pissed off. I'm not pissed off unless it's lewd. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're rude and insistent and really crazy and pushy, whatever. Yeah. I feel like New York, living in New York, we would get, it's like college girls, we would get hit on we would get hit on in our coats. It's like January and you can't well, see you anyone's... Well, you literally dressed yeah, down. Yeah, you like can't see anyone's neck. And everyone's just like, damn, mommy. It's like, a nice looking <laughs> scarf that's a, you right, got there. That mommy. puffer is that's getting weird. it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a cultural Mommy, she, you were in thing. Queens. She's in Queens. <laughs> but I wonder who it works for. Like, why? why do you think do it does? you think there's a, a certain demographic where it's like, oh, mommy, yeah. I think... I think, yeah, I think across the board, oh, wait. It, wouldn't, so, it wouldn't be a behavior that existed if there weren't some women who were like, yeah. Would you, <laughs> is it correct in assuming that if you fall for the hey mommy line, you might not be incredibly intelligent? Is that fair no. to say? No, that's not no. fair. That's not fair? No, no, no. it's fair to say, no. I think no. Yeah, some people are just, I had some people just say that to that any then. women. That's also coming from the person saying it, like, what's up mommy? Like, that's just how they say hi to any woman right. I don't think I, they're I think like it's... with the black girls I say hey mommy and then with the white girls I say what's up boo it's just kind of like I feel like certain people but will you, say but you when don't I lived think in New York that... and I would go to Queens or Harlem a lot of the Puerto Rican community they would yeah. always be like what's up poppy what's up mommy like that was but you like don't, you do, not, yeah. not saying it in a bad way you I'm don't just saying... think that a woman who falls to the line hey mommy might not be the no, smartest person. No, because it really person. does depend no, on who it person comes who's, Maybe the person finds the guy attractive and she's out having a good night. That doesn't mean she's not intelligent. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's... You can't make... No, you can't make that assumption. I make that assumption. I'm going to stand alone and be like, <laughs> really? if you're falling for the line, hey, mommy, then I don't think you're incredibly intelligent. See, I think it just depends mm. because if Joel Kinnaman was on the fucking street and he looked at me and he said, hey, mommy, I would be like... Who? yes. Zaddy. (laughs) So is it safe to say that the same way when a man sees a woman with large breasts and he starts to stumble with words, or a woman who's just really pretty, whatever your thing is, I would say you you lose some of your intelligence in that moment. So if he was really hot and he said, "Hey, mommy," and it worked for you, you may just losing a little bit of your ability to normally say that guy's not for me. But what if he is for her? Yeah, I I think attraction doesn't imply the lack of intelligence. I think if your approach is "Hey, mommy," and you say that guy's for me, then you're you're skipping a, a step somewhere. You're, really? you're compromising some your better judgment. I disagree because also every culture is different. And yeah. like, let's say I was raised with a specific culture where that's how everybody talks to each other. But I'm really fucking intelligent. And mm-hmm. I have, a, let's say I'm a doctor or, or whatever the hell it is. Right. But the way I was raised and the community that I was raised in, everybody talks to each other in a certain way like that. It doesn't mean I'm less intelligent. It's just a cultural. Okay, memory. so hey, mommy is a cultural thing. I think it no, does. I, I think we're getting stuck on the minutia of yeah. the phrase "Hey, mommy." Like yeah. it comes out in many forms. It's like you hey, uh, your, your shoes untied. Like so, you know, it for everyone. I'm talking about the different. phrase "Hey, mommy" specifically. That's my hey, point. "Hey, mommy" is from, but culturally, I mean, I don't. So it is cultural. I don't. It's a thousand percent cultural. Great. Both like pop and otherwise. Yeah. It's not. It's not disrespectful necessarily. No, you know what's disrespectful? When somebody I don't know calls me baby girl. Or sweetie. What's the difference between baby girl and mommy? There's see, there's no difference. No, there is a difference for the individual. For the individual. Yeah, no, it's 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 for the most part. I don't think anyone's upset about that. So mommy can be cultural, but baby girl's not cultural. See, you're splitting hairs now. It's like that's not fair. No, because there are semantics here, right? So there are certain things that mean different things. Baby girl is to me sort of. (laughs) You're you're 
you're kind of it's more demeaning. Yeah, you're putting you're making me like okay. You're first of all, small. I'm a little. Yeah, that's you're how I. That's me how small. I. That's how I hear mommy. Mommy is like. Mo- well, mommy could also be I'm the big fucking mama. Yeah, so you better watch out. I'm a big or, fucking mama. What do you mean? Yeah, it means that I'm in charge. Can also be that as well. Yeah. So you're saying it's respectful to call a girl? Hey, I'm mommy. not saying it's respectful, but it. I, I don't think you can put one way yeah, on it. That's no. the thing, because because women, because women so that perceive means, it differently too. So that means yeah. baby girl doesn't like have to girl, be demeaning. It doesn't have to be insulting. From, if no, a girl I'm from, sure it depends, but depends for me, on the it's person. A, all depends. Person to person, it's all depends. Or sweetie, if a grown woman calls me sweetie, I'm like. Okay, how about this? If you're out at a club and you're with a bunch of people and. The club's diverse. People are having fun. You're with your girls. You're having <laughs> the idea fun. Of the club's diverse. Yeah, no, you know, you got that diversity in there. It's not like NYU students at a club. It's just yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, it's you're having a good time. And then some guys just like maybe a little tipsy, and he's bad at hitting on women, but he could be a really smart guy and just you know having a night with his buddies. And he's just like, hey, what's up, mommy? Because he saw it in a movie once or something, or it's just hears his friends say it. And then, you know, the, maybe the girl's perceptive and she's cool, too. She's just like, oh, what's up? Like, and then they're dancing, whatever. Good night, yada, yada. But if a guy is walking around Greenwich, Connecticut and sees Sarah after volleyball practice walking, like, down the street and he says, what's up, mommy? Yeah. Then it's like a different scenario. You know what I so mean? So if like, you're drunk, it's okay. No, you're taking well, that's <laughs> you, you added being no. drunk to the equation of I'm I'm it's the it's the setting. You don't hit on a ch- high school chick walking what out if of that high school. Same and, guy I mean, is walking of, Connecticut. Now he's a different a different area. He it's can't part say of his thing anymore. Where they're at, it's part of like, and we talk about this. We talk about this at work. It's a it's part of like entering somebody's space in some way whether it's just from afar or whether you're literally like right there making eye contact with them and meeting them where they're at if you if you are able to go you know what she's really pretty she's really attractive or he's really gorgeous and he's really hot i'm gonna like respect that maybe he's got his headphones in and he doesn't want to hear from me and I'm losing my thought. So right if now. a if a grandmother called you sweetie, it wouldn't be as offensive than some lady calling you sweetie. She's no. not calling her sweetie to like hit on her and get her number and maybe take her out next she week. She used the right. example of sweetie earlier. I know that I'm she saying, didn't but like, the grandmother's not saying, "Hey, sweetie, let's fuck." Like the, the lady calling her sweetie wasn't saying "let's fuck" either. She just didn't like it. She snapped it up. Remember, five seconds ago, she I snapped it up. I'm talking about when a guy is. Yeah, and like a lot of guys, in my personal opinion, a lot of straight men that I and you know what. I can't even just say that. I think it's a very male trait to think I feel sexual attraction and now I have to do something about it. I now have to like either verbalize. Yeah, it's or an exhaust system. Right. And we, I think females across the board, whatever your sexual identity, whatever your sexual orientation, like you are for the most part not given a play, a uh, a playroom for that. Nobody goes, okay, bitch, you see that cute guy now go talk to him go tell him that he's cute very few like or you see that you see that girl over there and you're you know i don't know i i yearn for a day where my little girl comes home and is like mom i have a crush on elizabeth and i'm like yes you know it's just like a normalized thing yeah i yearn for a day where like we're all on the same page sexually and otherwise but i also know that i don't know it's just been the other way for so long like i I feel like i completely agree with you on that um well first of all 
as far as the mommy thing, right. there's a time, place, and circumstance for everything. Everything. Exactly. Everything, everything. in that life is time, thing. place, yes. and circumstance. And if you can't read That's your audience, sub it up. you shouldn't sure. say anything. But yes. to move on Thank to you, what mommy. Sid Thank is... you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. I don't think any of us ever said that it wasn't <laughs> to, subjective and circumstantial and contextual. Of but course, everything to is. To move, move forward to other topics, Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as women approaching men or the, or the same sex or whatever gender... Um, I think that it has been ingrained in women for fucking centuries that that is not our place yeah. at all. You we we do not. We well, only now are starting to slightly be able to have a voice in general. So I think that that was just never an option. You're not allowed. Like it was always a thing in the past. Of like you're not allowed to speak unless spoken to. <laughs> like shit like that. I mean, sure, that's sure. how I was raised. I was raised oh, okay. extremely fucking submissive. Like to the point where, I mean, I was racing a cult. So was, that a, point, was that a cultural to, thing? To How, the point where it's like you don't look at a man and you put your you look down. You look what at cult, the floor. What cult was this? Well, what what is what? This is how your parents were raising you. Yeah. And but and this was a was it a cultural thing or was it like their own thing? No, or? this was like within the community. But see, everybody's okay. upbringing is different, and I've worked very hard to break out of these, you know this mold that right, right, I've been right. shaped into. And it's a lot of fucking hard work. Um, I can only imagine. But, I mean, yeah, I'm dating a girl now. <laughs> As well, but you I probably date, should. I, I think that, and that was a really, that's a really big deal, especially from my personal background, but it's for every single person. Um, and to be able to, like, accept yourself and just be like, well, you know what? Fuck, life is short or long, who knows? But, like, what am I going to do right now? And what makes me happy? And there shouldn't be these boundaries. Like, sexuality is definitely this a is where This is where this yeah. started. Huge you spectrum. and I, Samadhi and I, were talking about this um, after we had talked about you coming on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is our topic. Because you had said something about, you know, your boundaries were much more limitless as far as gender. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I'm not, obviously not all. But I think it's a much more common for women to be open to that spectrum than most men. Obviously, it's some men. I have friends who are on that spectrum where they fucking love everybody. That's great. Um, but it's a much more elegant, simple, obvious thing for women. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be attracted to a, a woman? <laughs> see, the other thing that I have that I want to say as far as like going back to it's been ingrained in women that it's a certain way you have to be mm. as far as submissiveness towards men. I think men have that ingrained in themselves, too, that this is not OK. Sure. Like you, you cannot even like think about the concept of being with the same sex. So I think it's both. Both genders, yeah. those specific genders. Granted, now there's a full spectrum of like people are starting to realize. And it depends again culturally, lo lo locality. Like it depends on who raised you, where you're from, what Everything. area. Yeah. Um, men are also men, think... men can also be pigs where they just don't like the same sex for their sex, but they like when women same sex are together, and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. I find yeah, that everybody's hot, which preferences are kids when I grew up were like you know all about that or trying to get two girls to like kiss each other at the party. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, kids do that I in high school you. I just and never shit. Never found that attractive. And it's just, yeah, it's just very. It was always odd to me. Like, I, I would always just think about, like, wow, it's no one does that for like two men. It's always like this weird taboo. And that's the thing. Yeah, because like we are girls because don't do are... that to two guys. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, and it's that's just... not true. I remember when sure. I was young, there are some dominant women in certain social circles, and some dudes who drink too much, and sometimes they party to a level where I've absolutely seen a girl say to two guys, "Kiss." It, it does yeah, happen. yeah, not as common. 
not in high school, Definitely, I feel like. Not yeah. for me, at least. But, like, also, I think it's perceived a little differently. Like, that happens with two girls at a party. I think a lot of kids would be like, oh, it's just wild. But with, like, two guys did that, they're all going to be like, oh, well, those guys are gay. And that's yeah, I mean, an interesting, like, just an interesting it's thought. It's strange like, that it's we weird. always feel it's like weird. we have to box and categorize people. Yeah, okay, makes that, it, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think yeah. women sort of automatically adapt to the box because we're not used to not having the box. So like that there's that Sarah Silverman joke that I always mm, bring up. Me. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> that, <Gesundheit>. uh, <laughs> she says, Sancho. <laughs> there it is. Before you got Sancho. the sound bite. So, for everyone listening, Samadhi has the most infectious, uh, incredible <laughs> laugh that she, we all know her for. I promised uh-huh. I would silent laugh. She don't didn't do it. No, we want whole um, belly don't silence in the mic. Yeah, in we the want mic you to g- guffaw. Um, Sarah Silverman talks about, like, stop telling women, <laughs> stop telling little girls, you can be whatever you want to be, <laughs> because that's like like hanging out at your friend's house. Your friend's like, I'm going to go take a shower, and you're like, okay, great, I'm not going to read your diary. <laughs> <laughs> and your friend's like, wait. What? Are, so are you going to read my diary? Like it would never. It doesn't need occurred. to be said. Yeah, like it, it would. It probably would have never have occurred to her otherwise. The the little girls specifically, whoever they are. We do live in a culture where it can benefit some little women, little girls to hear that though. Like absolutely, because so everyone out on the little album, you're right. It shouldn't be a is, fucking thing. Yeah, like you can be whoever you want, and like these are the rules for for femalehood. This is when you're supposed to feel this way, and when you're supposed to feel this way, and if you're deviant in any way, it's like it's okay. It's just taken this weird thawing of the of the frozen woman box. Like you can't, you can't. We're not. We're just not all the same. And I mean, duh, but men have the freedom to not be all the same. And the irony is that they still want to live in the box, right? Yeah. Like, we're waiting to get out of the box, and y'all are like, can somebody put us in a box a little bit? <laughs> this is, it's a little scary out here. Boxes are comforting in a, in a, in a scenario where um, the unknown is, is too frightening to bear. Yeah, and I mean, oh, sex is fun. Like, sex is great. I wish... <laughs> Damn straight it is. Wait, I love sex. <laughs> Dude, these, these are not... These are not. I'm not surprised by these comments. <laughs> No, I I'm not e- I'm okay. I'm not either. I ah, just um thanks. It feels liberating to be able to say that. I I'm from a family of women. I'm fr- I have three sisters. Um and lots of very strong outspoken to the point where it's almost like yeah, almost uh emasculating. Yeah. Like we're all ve- like the way we show love is we just fucking Pick at you. That's how you show love. Yeah, that's, that's how I show love too. You bust balls. Oh my god! If I care about you, I'm gonna hmm. fucking pick out all your someone, shit. I love you. It's so respectful when I'm disrespectful. Yeah, a thousand percent. I feel like women. It's just like yeah. It's it's. I grew up, you know, with cousins and and my brother and I. Not so much, but definitely. But like all, all my cousins, family parties, whatever, getting together, you're always just teasing each other, and busting each other's chops. That's how it was in my family. You tease the people up. that you love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, there's just comedy in that. That was not mine. Yeah, and and there's... I'd rather have that than be like, I'm really proud of you, Jason. I don't know, like. There isn't one way to love somebody, and I think that that's something that we're all finding out like there isn't a formula neither Mm -hmm. with family nor with interpersonal relationships nor with strangers like you just have to be 
open to whatever experience you're going to have. And usually it's okay. The minute you try to make something what it's not, especially in relationships, I feel like now, I want to that's sp- when they blow up in your face. Lily and I tease each other all the time. I definitely want to say I get what you're saying about <laughs> teasing being love. I get that. We do it with your friends all the time. Um, but I don't think I that I grew up doing it to the extent that you guys are are. are I mean, it's like I'm thinking like twice a year at the family party, you're just like Josh and your cousins and like no, teasing each like other. I think you mean more than that. I think you you said very oh, specifically yeah. you're picking. That's how you're showing like constantly picking. We're going look. No one's gonna love you like I do. Fix that. Fix that. Fix that. Fix that. And they're doing the same to me. I know that they have. This it's is all something good I've taste. struggled with here: is meeting people who actually have the time and brain space and energy to give a shit about me the way that I will probably give a shit about them. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I don't spend time or energy on people that I don't like wholly fuck with 100% yeah. that I want on my team or in my corner. A lot of the people I know, I don't know where we're, Cooper and I are from a very similar part of the country where it's the same state, but. Oh, I, are you from Connecticut? Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, I feel like in Connecticut, you these you come from these like small towns, these like very small communities. Yeah. These bubbles. They're very small and very idyllic and you know the same people your whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people. Yeah. But it's like you all just know each other. It's like weird bubbles. I don't know. So to come out here and have to like forge new bonds with people, I I mean, beyond new people, new like type of person. I feel like the L.A. person is specific. Is very what specific. What do you mean? If they're from L.A., you mean? Like someone from or here or someone just here. like. I'm from if, here. If they're from here or if they've lived here for a long time, for the most part, the people I connect with are people who have moved here. Yeah, but I would say there's a sort there is a Californication. You do become a certain type of way. What sure. is that? What is that way? Relaxed. Let her. I want. <laughs> she has a specific idea in her head. Yeah, I think relaxed. I think alternative in a lot of ways. I think. I think, regardless of whether you realize it or not, health conscious because everyone is. It's a. This is. It's like a cultural thing in California. It is. I think you become. I think you really become open to new things. Yeah. And a lot of the other country is very closed to new things. They're very afraid of new things. They're afraid of change. They don't want to adapt in terms of everything. Oh, there's a new Whole Foods going up over there. No, I will not have that over there on you know Jameson Street. I my family's lived on Jameson Street for the last hundred. It's just different. You're Here, more it's open like, to. To new experiences and ideas, um, you kind of have to be here. Yeah, but and, the new and trends too. Oh, like yeah. you know, but and some good, some bad. But I feel like people are just a lot more open. Not in just LA, but in just also bigger cities. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. it's hmm. which I don't know. to me is dangerous because I don't know. Sometimes I just haven't. I'm from Maine, small town, yeah. and I don't have the similar an experience as you guys are referring to. Um, but I've also always been removed from society. I, I don't identify with groups. I never have. I remember being 10 and being like, I'm not a Democrat, Republican, Independent. I don't like any of these fucking groups. Um, so it might just be my own personal perspective where I just don't see it the same way. Um, and I also don't feel comfortable saying, because I haven't spent enough time in the middle of the country, if you want to call it that, to know that, that people don't want change and that everybody in California or you know eats well and wants change. I, it's too general for me. It makes me, I don't know. I don't think that I think that was. I think you need to visit some of these con- these states in the middle of the country. I think I probably should. You yeah, you'd be very surprised how yeah. far back they are. And there's yeah. also just like a whole lot. It's of It's pretty nuts. There's a lot of. They're whole, not progressive lot of here. Like you see here, you see these 
women's marches, you see this gay pride, you see people doing good things for these communities that are essentially shut out from other places in the country or world because it's just not right or the Bible says there's this. A, a healthy, a health, I think there's a healthy group of people in every state that's as progressive and healthy and changey as I think the things you are saying there about as far as people in, in California. Um, I definitely know they get the same fucking TV shows that we do and the same news syndicates. And I don't, I don't think they're that separate. I, I think there's they don't plenty necessarily of people. get the same TV shows and a lot of them. Yes, they do. Just... They get the exact same TV stations that we do and same networks. Some and of them cable. don't have. What, what, what do you mean? I don't have TV. Like if some people just don't have TV or they in look America, up Fox News or they look up certain sources that watch, they may think is right. You can watch Fox right. News here and there are people who do. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Though. I don't think it's as stark as that. I do, and I think. Only because I like I in the context of dating, right? If I lived living here, exposes me to a very huge network of varied people from varied backgrounds with varied interests, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was in I don't know Kansas City or in, and they're great like metropolitan parts of Kansas City, but like, let's say I was somewhere else. I'm somewhere in the middle of, in the middle of America. <laughs> and, um, I'm a brown woman. I'm an educated brown woman trying to date. To me, the fact that I would have an easier time here simply f- because of those two things, because I'm brown and educated. Not just sheer numbers, more options, more people. Yeah, but why do you think that is? It's a lot of things. One is the weather. Oof, California's got the best weather in the country. Um, again, you like you said, communities of different cultures. That's also a big draw. Yeah, but why does that? Why did that happen here and not in other places? Again, a lot of reasons. One is weather. Right. Hollywood is another one. Okay. Um, the the transientness of places like L.A., where they're opportunistic cities, people come here to make their fortune. Okay. They come here to find their financial purpose more so, I think, than, well, you know, artists do follow their hearts a lot. And I um, also think it depends on the time period. Right now, there are like five places that people are going. 40 years ago, people were probably going, I mean, 100 years ago, people were probably going to Kansas City. Uh, 150 years ago, people were moving to Detroit to like get right, right. get their life. You know what I mean? It, it. I do think it depends on the time, but I do think it means something that on this side of, I think, yes, weather, I think, yes, ocean, I think, sure, nature, but I do think that as time has gone by as a country, we know where to go for what we are. Like I, I definitely think LA or California itself is a little more uh, progressive in like a, in a, in, in my the, mind, a good direction. Yeah, in the way we want it to Than other states. Okay. And that's also down to, like, I mean, you can, if you want to get, like, specific, there's, like, down to laws. Like, there's states that still, you know, have yeah. some crazy laws. I won't move back to New York unless liquor. they figure and, their and shit that's out a, but weed. The, yeah, and that's weed. That's a sliver. I'm talking, there's, like, you know... Uh, there are still like pilgrim laws in Connecticut. There are a lot of crazy laws. There's crazy yeah. laws. The and and in California, you have to admit, it's... A, it's as a, for the weed What's case, I guess, there's weed billboards as, everywhere. As far as for the weed, yeah. <laughs> and California that happened like, a... shut up, bing. I'm just saying, I, there, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are a little more progressive and like-minded 
in my eyes here than I am when I go back home or when I'm in how other many states. states. How many states have legal weed? Weed, I don't know. How many states can you now not get an abortion in almost? Oh, my God. That you should look that's, at. Right. That's, that's, that's the one I was saying. really yeah. thinking But of. some of those states will be states you wouldn't have assumed. My point is half the states are legal weed now. Like, it's not, it's the legal, middle. Legal, legal or legal decriminalized? I don't know to what extent. Okay. What I'm saying is the legal, the legality game, and not just on, I mean, obviously abortion should be legal. Across the board, it shouldn't even be a fucking issue. We can talk about that as much as you guys want to. Um, but <laughs> weed as an example Half the country is getting their laws in the right direction, if not more at this point. Um, I, ju- I, I, I like the specificity of, yes, there are certain regions, certain cities have a history and can now be a place where, depending on who you are and what you want to do, you're like, yeah, it makes more sense for me to move there. I totally I agree. That makes sense. Um, but to, to generalize that the people in the middle of the country... No, not all people. We can't. None of us know. Don't all those get the people. same channels, and they don't have the same level of progression. I, I just don't. Think I just they're can't. Having I the can't. same conversations either, though. They I, I are. feel like here some you, people are in every some state. Some people, but yeah, but a it's a little greater. different. There's when a you're, majority. And when a, you're in a city, how more likely are you when you're in Los Angeles? Are you to go out and grab a coffee and meet three random strangers and have three random conversations than you are, say, in like Oklahoma? When you go to the I mean, local I, market dude, to pick you up your milk, you can meet strangers anywhere. I can't. What are you I'm talking about? I'm just saying. About? I think My you're. Fault. I think you're a little more apt to meet more strangers in a more populated area. That's just. That's there's plenty. Yeah, but how much more populated do you need an area to be? Cities all of this I, country I have millions of people in them. I would amend your statement, Coop, to say a more. I got unplugged. Oh no. Technical difficulties. Oh, but I can hear you. I got you. Oh, you can hear me? I, it might be it's just my... Uh, oh, it's her headphones. headphones then. So many wires. I remember back in the day, Coop, when it was just like three wires. Back in the simpler times. Now it's like 27,000. <laughs> back um, when podcasting first came into, uh, mm-hmm. into our sphere. It's like, here's one cord. I actually... Ta- I have a question. Okay. Okay, that's another thing. Anytime I ever interrupt a man, I like have a weird momentary freak out in my... Even though I know it's <laughs> fine, but like... I was about to say, how dare you? I have a dad that you don't interrupt. I have a father who you do not cut off. Yeah. You just don't. Uh huh. And even though it's never Doesn't come that back make to you bite want to do it more? Ass, oh, yeah. I mean, the, he's, his karma is having four daughters nice. who are like, hey! You know oh, the, I mean? fighters, the, the fighter's curse. Right. So, like, but every single time I it happens, it usually happens accidentally. And I, like, I'm like, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love am that. I going to get. Am I getting in trouble? We always have these weird chemical, electrical things that happen in our bodies that are that are habits to some degree. They're learned behavior. They're inherent. There's yeah. so many things going on at once. You are a constant puzzle to be figured out on what your own. What are deal breakers for you? In what regard? In terms of dating. Yeah. So many. It's sad. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's let's get on this topic. Please. Uh, I want to talk about To wrap about up this. before, though, let's just say, <laughs> at least with our friends, it is beautiful where we live, yeah, sure. But we 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 all think of great thoughts, and we all are. I feel like oh, are progressive in our thoughts I'm, and everything yeah. like that. There are like-minded people everywhere. There right. are more. Yeah, there are great people everywhere. There are bad people everywhere. I'm, I just feel yeah. like here, there I, are people I'm, everywhere. I'm, I'm doing is, my best to cultivate being okay with disagreeing, having a discussion, and also standing on my own if I if I'm not going with the group. So this is great. But for, I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah, please. You I, I, I want to go to the dating stuff. Though. You yes. are a consistent <laughs> like. 
you take pride in not going with the group. And I feel you. Same. Only when I feel it. I'm not doing it to just go against. I don't think you are, but I do think it is a defense mechanism. I do a thousand. There's probably stuff I in do there. For sure. A thousand think that there, are, there, that there's there is nothing. for sure stuff in there. I mean, like. Can you be specific so I can say yes or no? Okay. Uh, but, 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 but maybe. maybe yeah, go ahead. Like, if we're talking in terms of dating, right? Deal breaker for me. <coughs> Pardon me. That is totally irrational and to ridiculous. If you fucking put God out of your thoughts to chew with your mouth open, yeah, Ooh. I'm going to have to not be across from you. Yeah, Ooh. if you That's chew your mouth one. open, you're, something went wrong in your life where you just can't fix the basic. If I shit. have to yeah. tell you to do that, if like I'm not, I don't know. There's certain patience I don't have. Like if I have to teach you how to kiss, if you're a bad kisser, oh, there's no oh, teaching a bad kisser. Man. You either you either can or you can't. No, I think you can. I think no. sex is teachable. No, I think certain parts of sex are teachable. I you think can get kissing, better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but you can't make them teachable. good. But you can't make them good. No, somebody has like, to want to be tolerable, good and, like, better than sucking. Sure. Raise your hand if you practiced kissing. With what? Anything with your hand Actually, with yeah. someone else's mouth, everybody. Well, then we all did. Then if it's someone else's mouth, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, but what's a silly you, question? At, for the record, raise your everyone, hand if you practice. Only Samadhi and I raised our Yeah, just. you said raise your hand if you practice. I'm thinking on you a pillow on your hand. Kissing? At all? Ever? I started kissing a girl I don't from, remember, from zero, but from I might zero now. to kissing a girl. <laughs> yes. That's How else crazy. do you do it? I like made out with my hand for so long. No, I totally made out with my hand. That's the girl thing. Guys don't do that. No, that's a girl thing. Whatever you got. That's Whatever insane. You no, that's an easy. Yep, right from zero to girl. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, don't, I didn't realize so there was then, another way. So then how did you learn? I didn't. I was a natural. I'm not being a dick. I'm telling you. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, that's why I say you either can or you can't. Because I have dated women who can't kiss, and I'm like, well, this will get better, and it doesn't get better. Well, this will get better. It can't get better unless you're like, hey, here's, what, here's how my mouth works. This is what I need from you. In my experience, you can't <laughs> teach someone that. All right, moving on. Um, Why are we moving on from no, this? No, because 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 all right. So those are, so deal breakers. Those are deal breakers for me. I political socio political views are not a deal breaker for me. If you are open, if you are an open person, and we can have an open dialogue, I have a hard time saying that. But I would date a conservative. Whew. But they probably would be date challenging. Me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would happen to me. I don't think that would op- the option would happen. I don't think yeah, they I don't would know. be interested in me. I've never, yeah. I've never discussed really like, or the girls I guess I was ever dating and the woman I am with right now. We never His talk politics. Wife. My wife. Well, I, I agree <laughs> with Sydney though, because like I've gone out with people who actually are conservative, yeah. um, but we, I ended up seeing this one person because his views were. Too conservative, I couldn't handle it. And right. I was like, I can't be with someone. So, for example, he was hot. yeah, he was attractive. Right, he so. was in the army, um, out of the army, and we, um, I, I liked him. He was not good in bed though, yeah, and go. I think maybe Aww. what I was one. I think one maybe other. one was because he hadn't had sex in fucking years because he was deported for a long time, uh. and two. He told me he hadn't, but who knows? You if that's don't real lose or not. it. You can't. You can. You don't lose it. But what? You do not lose it. You can't one day lose being good at kissing Maya, or being bad Maya at sex Maya because no. you haven't done well, it. Well, how do you have all of these like rules on sex? Yeah, you, you, you. I well, don't think you're. First are, of all, the, I, I, I am speaking from forty plus years of experience that you can't not have sex body. for a while. Yeah, but that's and you. Forget that's how you. to Every, be good at it. It's all individual. Everybody's Absolutely. different. But let me just continue. All right, I just. I don't think people can lose the ability to. I didn't. I didn't say he did. This 
this is just a, maybe a thought that just crossed my mind. It could be a possibility. Maybe it's not a possibility. I'm not saying this is concrete. This is just at the moment what passed through sure, my head. Sure, I love it. So we went to see um, Moonlight, that movie that came out. What was that, like two, two years, years ago, ago or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Jenkins. Won the Oscar. He's really good. I had never Marshall. been. I mean, granted, I was raised in a lot of ways very, very conservative, but I'm totally not conservative at all. <laughs> I mean, you could say or do fucking pretty much anything, and it's not going to freak me out. <laughs> but this was an interesting situation for me um, because of my past and my upbringing, and then who I am today. Sitting in the theater next to him. And he was literally like squirming in his seat and making his hands into fists and cursing out gay people. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. And I'm sitting next to him in the theater and he's just saying like horrible things and squirming and really, really fucking angry. Like Whoa. so deep, deep anger. And after the movie, I was like really freaked out <laughs> because of his reaction. Yeah. And I, as far as my sexuality goes, I don't really know if, what category I could be in because I feel like like I'm seeing a woman at the moment. I've dated lots and lots of men, but I mean, I've also fantasized about people with their sexuality in the in-between. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have no idea. So after the movie, I just, I, I told him like, we were supposed to go out more and do stuff, and he was too angry and freaked out about the movie <laughs> that he dropped me off immediately right afterwards. Whoa. Oh, my God. And he couldn't hang out with me, and I tried to give him a kiss, and he, like, couldn't even kiss. He was just, like, in disgust Jesus. and rage. Investing a lot of hatred into his brain. So uh, I ended up stopped seeing him. Oh, God. Yeah, there's yeah. not much to Why would you waste your time? <laughs> so, why would you waste your time? So we're still you together. But, and, but <laughs> I, and I told him why, though. I yeah. told him that um, I felt like... I can't remember my exact words, but it was somewhere along the lines of being, um, I couldn't be with someone who couldn't like accept other people's genders or sexual preference right. or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, like that's that a and have such a angry, like big repulsive response to it. Yeah. Like maybe if he could be like, oh, maybe a little uncomfortable, I could understand that. Or it's just not for him, but to have so much anger, I was just like, I couldn't be with yeah, someone like that. Yeah, the anger thing is the freaky thing, and that's just rooted in, in yeah. It's, the it's interesting thing about this person is, though, a year later, yep. he contacts me, and he asked if we could um, have a coffee or tea. And I was just like, you know what, sure. Did you ask him why first, or just go, oh, okay? Yeah, he, he said he he wanted to thank me, because when I ended things with him, when I ended things with him, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm holding my mic wrong the whole time, so <laughs> no, it's just a really, turn it around for me a It's times. a story I really want to hear really well, well so. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's the mic, a good the way. mic game is an ongoing but challenge. He, we, we, I met him, and he was just saying that after I stopped seeing him, he it hit him really hard and he realized that he was really close-minded and that it wasn't benefiting him mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so he basically did like a lot of soul searching and um, he just wanted to see me and thank me for opening up his mind. 
There wow. you go. That and now out. he's seeing this girl who looks like she's fucking awesome, and they look really happy. And he was just like, "I'm so Not thankful." What I you were say. <laughs> no, this is after, well, <laughs> actually, think? I he was. I think he also probably wanted to start dating again, but I wasn't right. interested. Right, sure. right. Um, I have changed. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Do you think yeah. he's yeah. better in bed now ways. that he's more open-minded to other people's sexuality? Maybe. Yeah, he probably is a little better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the girl he's with it looks really, really sexy and hot and she looks like she'd probably be good in bed i don't or, know or it's new and it's just a tiktok time bomb until she's like i can't deal with this guy's shitty sex anymore i think they've been together now for a couple of years okay but who yeah. knows but it was a really who interesting knows? experience because what you don't think that's possible i think anything is possible i think the the fu- i think that everyone's full of shit we and all I think compromise that i think everybody ev- has off days I think everyone cool. is full of shit, and I think when you, myself included, and when you, you know, I'm single. I'm. I wouldn't say that in the movie I'm the single friend, but I'm the single friend. Like I enjoy being alone, and I have a lot of work to do right <laughs> now, and I'm good at distracting myself with other people, and with and dating is hard, and I don't know if I have the. Um. I don't know if I have my druthers yet. Like, I will at some point, but I'm taking a break from actively putting myself out there. And that, and unsolicited, so many people are like, so many of my <laughs> friends who are in relationships and who have, I don't know, somehow more experience than me are like, okay, so it's okay. Like, <laughs> if you, if Make you, you feel like it's bad. And it's, <laughs> oh my God. It's, like, Everyone is full. I'm like, no, no, no. Pity. You know. Well, maybe you should download an app. I'm like, maybe you should. Okay. Maybe you should go fuck yourself on an app. <laughs> do you, get, yeah, do you guys no. use the apps? I don't, and I, I don't because it's not. It's not what I want. Like I understand. I know a lot of people who are getting married right now and met on an app. Like, yeah. And for me, I. I would rather meet somebody like scream singing in my car who pulls up next to my 100%. car or like. I mean, I the, the dream is like, yeah, yeah oh my God, absolutely. hard romance. I have friends, too, who are married, lovely people who have met on apps. Exactly. Apps are great. I, that's totally I, feel like there's, I feel like there's but two di- there's differences not, to like the, this one? the website I wanna, apps. I, can I? I just want to yeah. finish this one little. I have friends who have met on apps and are married. I don't personally want that to be my story. If I ever fall yeah. in love, I don't want to tell my kids. If I ever have kids, we met on fucking Tinder or Plenty of Fish or whatever. I don't. I agree with you on that. I mean, I've used the apps and I've I hated them. I grab I went on a lot of dates and I met some really nice people, but yeah, it, yeah. it just wasn't nice it. And there was no like that. It's something special about meeting someone just organically. Organically, <laughs> I and also then fall good old fashioned face to face. I like fall in love very quickly. Local and seasonal. Um, a lot with a lot with everything, like with inanimate objects and like fucking songs and people that I just see in passing. Like I, I struggle to not just I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know why, but it's and it's something I'm wary of, which is sort of the catch. I, I fall in love so quickly and then I don't realize that it's happening and I don't realize that I've like made certain sacrifices or that I've missed red flags or that I've my judgment is completely skewed. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. And it's going to be impossible to answer. Not fair, but I want to have this no, part of the conversation. Yet. <laughs> Thank you. Wait. Love the precursor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you define for me what you mean by in love? I mean by like... It's happening every day. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's. I just mean like the act of going, oh my God, wow. Like that. 
I don't know how to explain that. Wow. That is a soul opening like moment. If you can feel this is so ethereal and do not judge me, but like <laughs> if late. you can feel a pocket of your being open upon sight, whether like whether it's a song or whether, when you know when you hear a new song and you're like, oh, shit, mm -hmm. I could listen to that for the next five days on loop and I would be OK. That to me is like a small little bubble pocket opening in your soul that is now receptive to that, that now has a receptor for that. Okay. And every time you hear it, it'll fill it up. And then when you don't have it, you're like, oh, I want to hear it again. Yeah. And you crave it and you and you keep filling it up and you keep filling it up. And maybe eventually the whole the chocolate orange fell. Um, <laughs> maybe the hole gets filled in after a while or whatever and you find or you have a new pot. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> The hole? I said the hole. No, no she's laughing at the orange. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. I, it's I like saw really it on that stupid. corner for the last. I feel like Samadhi and I, we 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 can talk without talking. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very interesting. Okay, Your yeah, telepathic yeah, brother. Yeah, like, no, we have tele we, we we're telepathic. Samadhi I'm telepathic is, with Samadhi very few is the people. color of the orange right now. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love is a funny thing. That's yeah, something I've always found endearing. With love people, is can't answer that. With it's well, it's, I didn't think you could, and I wasn't yeah, trying to be a hard like, question. answer that question. It's a no, tough one. No, but that's one. my answer. My answer <laughs> yeah. is that. And yeah. sometimes the bigger the pocket, I the, to harder, the harder it is to fill. And I wish I could do that. I love that description you gave. I love that. I just, it's it's how I feel. Like, I, I, and then on top of that, I have whatever issues I have, like upbringing-wise and, you know, environments that I'm used to and my own hang-ups and Sometimes it feels like it's a little too much to tackle all at once. Like, I don't know if I have it in me right now to meet somebody, get to know them, get to know all of their shit, love them despite of, despite their shit, have them love me despite my shit, work on myself, have fucking get my career off the ground, take care of my cat. Like, I just right now need to. You have a cat? I have a cat. Uh, I want to meet it. He's my. I want to get a cat. He's so the badly. best. Her cat. He was there is nothing really? like going home and having somebody be so just excited to see you no matter what. And it's a cat, because that doesn't always happen. Sometimes cats don't give a shit. No, he loves her. That's me. awesome. He, I uh, yes, cat. he totally loves her. I've seen it. Can, <laughs> can you show me a picture while we're doing this? Kenny. Can you pull up your phone? Uh, he cuddles. His name's Kenny? His name is Kendrick. I did a lot of Molly oh, for Kendrick, two days. That makes sense. Saw Kendrick yeah. Lamar and got a cat. That was and amazing. broke up with someone. Hey, broke up with somebody who was very toxic and then got a cat because I knew I was going to try and fill the void. You can call him K-Cop. That's, that's... This is a pretty broad... This is a pretty broad... Uh, it's going to be tough for me to like, oh, this is how it is. It's not, of course, how it always is. But there are times where I do not envy the world women live in where you're more sexualized than we are yeah. generally speaking mm -hmm. and you're the offers are so abundant it's no longer like oh flattering it's like give me a fucking break um i and then the the you date i mean i'm comparing you to myself and not necessarily um, i have plenty of guy friends who date fucking all the time but i see women generally they date more frequently their options are more uh more um abundant and um when something is not right you get out and now you're single again now you have some more offers like it just makes sense the math makes sense but jesus christ that must be a stressful ass motherfucking world it's to terrible. be doing that all the time it's terrible well, it's terrible because also i want to bring up the being sexualized part okay. that that's an important one for me and i think to all women <laughs> um it's just that's me it's my birthday it's difficult to <laughs> 
<laughs> That's such a great picture. You, I have to forward that to, you have to forward that to Coop so that he can oh put God. it on the. Th- yeah. Hey, yeah. for the record, a, sorry. go ahead. No. Finish your sexuality. No, because this is like part of the sexuality. Like you're you're starting, and I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Um, I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm part of the problem, but I'm I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm vi- driven visually, and I adore the beauty of women. And it's a really tough place to be because I feel guilty all the time too. And when I saw that picture, it reminded me that when when I when we got figured you guys were coming on the show, I was like, oh, this would be a really good time to start putting the show on YouTube. Oh, he's so great. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. I'm looking at her cat right now in case anyone's like, what's he talking about? Um, you guys, I said this to Coop before, like, you're two of the most beautiful women I know. And, I, and I'm not, like, I'm not a tall blonde guy. Like, so this probably, people would like, oh, that's not true. They're normal or whatever. I don't care. I think you're two <laughs> of the most. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> right? The, the we are may not, not normal. People, uh, we are extraordinary looking. <laughs> You two are at the top of my spectrum for what I what I think of as beauty, um, and my brain wanted to like ex- exploit is a, t- a harsh term, but I wanted I was like I want to get their beauty on camera like that. I was like we got to do the show like and get it on YouTube and start filming soon. It was a little too soon, um, but there's a weird go on come back to the sexual the, the sexuality thing. It's a weird two way street that is not great. Yeah, I mean. There are. It is a two-way street because sometimes it is great and sometimes it's it's fucking, fucking terrible. Most of the time, it's terrible though because it's like you're constantly being. And for some people, they may be like, "Oh, that sounds great," but to be twenty-four-seven, twenty-four-seven, have other people treat you and look at you like they fucking want to like eat you alive. Yeah, basically. I mean your body is it's always It's like being in the jungle attack. and you're constantly being hunted. I have yeah. that feeling. To be hunted 24/7 yeah. and then actually sometimes as a female, sometimes they're so aggressive in their hunt for you that it is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, there have been so many situations in my life where I have literally ran away from people chasing me because they want to do something to my body that I don't want. Um, calling the cops, running away from situations, or even sitting in my car and having a man reach into the car and fucking grab me. What the fuck? So this is a very like important topic for me, being sexualized all the time. All the time. And I, I am, and so many other women are products of rape or sexual assault, right. and I am all of the above. I've experienced all of it. So it's, it's really, um, it hits home for me. As it as it does for most women. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be in a rare situation for a woman to be like, nope, never been harassed, never been touched, never and been raped. Like, I what? would say 99.9% of the women that I know have all either been raped or sexually assaulted or both. Right. It's it's, it's in, way it's, too common. Right. It's 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 incredibly common. Um, the scary, also, scary I mean, the, the the other spectrum of that, there's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is it? The other spectrum of that to me also is like what happens when technically dynamically we're we are women are supposed to compete with each other, right? Like we're mm. supposed to be we're supposed to compete with each other to be the hottest, the 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 ideal so that somebody's going to pick us. That's just like when you're in a room full of women, regardless of what you know about them or what you know about the room that you're about to go into, it's very hard to sort of stop the buy into of like, well, am I hot? 
does somebody want to fuck me? I completely agree with you. Who wants to fuck me in this room? How right. many people want to have mm-hmm. sex with me in this room? That determines my standing in the room. Yeah. yeah. Which is like partially a, a, a symptomatic of having to use your sexuality as a weapon against yeah. assault and, uh, and oppression and mm-hmm. et cetera. But I also think now post-sexual revolution is also a form of power. Yeah. I mean, I, it took me, it has taken me a very long time to objectively look at myself as a, to subjectively look at myself in the mirror (laughs) and go, Ooh, I'd have sex with you. Like I, because I wasn't, I mean, we've talked about this. Like I was a black face in a very white space and I wasn't the standard of beauty and, I wasn't what people wanted and I wasn't like even even through puberty, even when I had a weave, even when I like tried to adhere to all of these different beauty standards that are insane and not of my culture uh, and tried to like assimilate and tried to compete. It never worked out. And then when I started, obviously, when I like came out into out of the bubble and came out into the real world with like a myriads of people, everything changed. But it took me so long to be able to look at myself and go, you're attractive and sexy and you're powerful and the two are separate. However, you are all of them, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be sexy to be powerful, but it's really fucking nice that you're both. How lucky, what a privilege. Wow. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Sid. Yeah. It's, and everyone has their different tools. Um, I just told my nephew last night, I was like, feel lucky. I don't matter. I know the world looks scary and, and, and you don't know what the future holds, but you're young, you're white, you're a guy, you're in America, you're smart. Like you're starting off pretty great. Like remind, remind yourself that when you're feeling down because not everyone has that shit handed to him. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah. You know, like, it's so funny to me. It's really evident in the way we treat our sex workers. Mm. Actually, I can't talk about, I can't really talk about male males but i guess we can we can talk about it in the context of like magic mike the movie mm-hmm. and then we talk about let's talk about let's talk about Ooh, i'll let you pick striptease or showgirls i didn't see either of them yeah i've never i've never been a have you we all have you both seen magic mike no have you seen magic mike yes <laughs> yeah i've seen it guilty so I'm out of this Magic one. Magic Mike is I, I like basically. Shane Tatum. I, I mean, that makes sense <laughs> to me. Yeah. He um, has a wide sexual spectrum. Yeah. But <laughs> sure. No, it's true. My no, cousin actually, sure. uh, my cousin was roommates with him in, uh, sorry, John, I'm probably butchering it. I think it was maybe in Tokyo, but when the, he was modeling with him before he did like any of the movies or Step Up or mm. anything. And mm-hmm. he used to, they would just like buy cheap bread and where they were because they were so broke modeling. Uh, for like all the, yeah they're all their money would go back to the agency they would fly them out there they would just bunk up and travel all around the world but I think they lived together at one point but that's besides the point but yeah I make mean, your point yeah that movie was supposed to be like feet like middle-aged mom bait that movie <laughs> was like let's look at like sweaty oh god multicultural men. Um, let's look at Matthew McConaughey literally just like thrust for two hours. He, as he speaks the whole time, he's just like fucking, it's hysterical and also kind of great. It's an interesting choice. I, I fuck with him, but, um, that 
And the movie is like on a on a real real. The movie isn't bad at all. The movie's pretty great. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good movie. I mean, I like the way I... it's shot. Like dark. It's very dark. When is the last time somebody made a sympathetic female stripper movie? Which which one are we talking about right now? Coyote Ugly. <laughs> That's not even really sympathetic. Um, I know, I know. I w- honestly, I was making kind of a joke, but then I started thinking, are there any really like you know scenes kind of rooted towards that and that? But no, it? it's just about her like making her music. But I like that she was more wanted to make her music career going versus like the standard of like dancing and pouring liquor well, into but people's mouths. In the man version, he can aspire to just be a fucking badass dancer in Vegas. That's an aspiration in their movie. Step up. You already made it. <laughs> Channing Tatum. I'm saying Channing Tatum, like he, because he already made that movie. I don't. I, I'm, I'm so out of this one. I'm just saying that, like, okay, so Magic Mike is basically about these guys who are. They're making a lot of money stripping. Strippers. Okay, yeah. that's as you they should. They start to see the money. The it? guys like, I don't know. I've never thought of stripping, and then and they made, they, you know, they pocket like five grand a night. Jesus Christ! And then they're I gotta like, get fuck shape. yeah. <laughs> But, but that's what I'm money. saying. Like the fe- that's why a lot of women do it. Yes. A lot of them that's are in the college. The only reason yep. people strip is for money. Cardi B, <laughs> or whatever she does. Either yeah. way, she's, she I was mean, a stripper. Mm-hmm. She, she was. still talks about it, and she, and and is and you know feels like she went through oh. it. Doesn't she doesn't hide it or anything I like think, that. I don't know anything about I Cardi B. For that. Like, Tell me if I'm wrong about this. your past because it's how you get there. I I feel like sex workers. And that whole thing. I think it should be legal because it's people have to make money. People have to make money, but also the re- like having it so demonized the way that it is <coughs> makes it so much like more difficult and dangerous. There are so many different and serial killers who have gotten away with killing hookers because no one cared. Yep. Most and most things should be legal. Not everything, but most things, including selling your body for money if you want to do it. But it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult world because in that world. There lies the ones who are, yeah, doing it willingly and everything and whatever, however proper way you want to think about it. But there's also the whole sex trafficking yep. world. That and that and is girls true. being baited and drugged and taken away. But I think and because it's isn't illegal. that like the drug trade? Like because maybe if you legalize it, it'll be a little less tempting and a little less lucrative to. Yes, my point. Sure, that is humans. one argument to make. Absolutely. Will we know if that if it would be like that? No, because because no. no. there, we won't. You, there's a great play, but but yeah, it's scary. Sh- I sorry, I, I just no, I, I read about this, and I read a lot about uh, uh, orphans and foster children because it's so expensive to adopt and it's so expensive to put these kids through foster homes, and they grow up with no parents and they run away from these homes, and a lot of them are orphans, and a lot of those kids grow up and they had no lessons growing up, they had no guidance or whatever. They're one of maybe 15 in a big house with one foster parent or two foster parents, and they would go into uh, prostitution and stuff because they didn't have, they, they left, they didn't go to the school, they didn't have a degree or whatever, they didn't think of anything else, and they would just do that willingly, sure. Um, and then a lot of them fell down a line of drugs and overdose, and probably half of them are homeless in this state because it's insane how many people you see that are homeless. Half of them are dead. Sure, but... Are we talking uh, in America or are you across the planet? With the sex trafficking across the planet, sure. But because, I mean, people from different countries, a lot of it is traveling to other countries and then getting... I mean, some get kidnapped and taken and drugged so heavily that they don't even know that they're even kidnapped anymore. They're just... It's just repetition. This is the thing I don't get about stigmas, though. It's fucked up. 
This yeah. is the thing I don't get about that stigma. It's like, this is an unpopular opinion. I can't wait. Um, the role of, and I've talked with Samadhi about this ad nauseum, but the role of the mistress in society is a very interesting one. And I think it's Undervalued, where, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The... Um, in the near future, I am penning a musical on this exact topic. But I think the idea that there exists a group of women that are just like a beer flight, like you get to taste them, you get to pay for a service, and like I don't, the ratio of the female version of that to the men, to the male version of that, I'm not sure of. However, we are met with so much stigma, and this goes back to sexual freedom. We are met with so much stigma for having for having sex or for doing a job. We are consistently underappreciative of the idea that maybe monogamy isn't doesn't work for most people. Isn't the way, Even and for some people is, and it doesn't have to be. Because we're bad, or because we're loose, or because yeah, it's we're not the only way, right? Or because like some, you'll find a person. It's like, what if, what if I don't want to find a person? What if I want to find like twelve people? <laughs> but it's just yeah. like everything it's else. Right. It's a huge gray area. We we've all been on both sides of relationships, hurting someone, being hurt, whatever. There are times where you want to feel free to do that. Other times where you are so attached, you don't want to share as someone so it's, it's constantly a new fucking situation and accept and again meeting people where they're at like accepting that we aren't supposed to be i don't know that we're not there, supposed there's to be no straight just one specific right. way to be there's just no specific one way that i think that that Everybody the idea different. of sexuality yeah. has to be opened up that you can't just say even that oh i'm i'm solely monogamous because some person there might be a person who's monogamous at one point in their life and then another point of their yeah. life they're not um i i think that there should be a lot more freedom and acceptance in this realm however you receive love you should be able to i mean like I think it's all connected. I think I can only speak on the female experience, really, but I do think, you know, from app dating to marital rape to sex work to sort of other woman side bitch culture to all of it is connected. Beauty standards, it's all... And we hear the bad stories, the ones that don't go well, the ones we hear. We don't hear about the ones that are going smoothly. I hear a lot about the ones that are going smoothly. Like I said, my a lot rela- of people my in my relationship life are getting married. Going- Pretty smooth. No, I mean the <laughs> the atypical situations where you look at it from without information and go, oh, that person's cheating or they're bad. Like maybe it's working for them and they're okay with it. I literally oh, right, this right, is right, like, like uh, very open relationships. Yeah. My, my this is so. Oh, sorry. Do you want to go? I mean, it was going to be a fun anecdote. I was kind of I had a night fun little thing it. to throw in. It's been serious for a while. Um, I've tried to watch Friends for oh. fucking fifteen years, however long it's been on. Love it. Uh, I could. I've tried and tried and tried. Like I gotta try to, and I just can't do it. Finally. Finally, for whatever I got through four or five ep- episodes or whatever, and now I can watch it every once in a while. I can put it on. I kind of get what's going on. I get the little whatever. I j- the last episode I just had on whatever midnight on Tuesday or whatever was the one where Joey's dad comes in and stays at his house and his mistress shows up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Joey, and he freaks out. Yeah, yeah. Tells his he's like, "You better tell mom. I yeah, can't tell do Ma. this." And she comes in and was like, 
what are you doing messing up this fucking shit? He's nicer to me now. He, I know he's not as mean to me. He's not around all the time. <laughs> like he's, she's like, leave shit alone. Get your dad yeah, back on like, with his I mistress. know who she is. And like, it was just amazing. like, even on a stupid little sitcom, you get this taste of, yeah, of course, it's a messy relationship world out there. And some things work for people, some don't. Some mm-hmm. things work for you now, and in 20 years from now, they don't, and you change. and you Because we're survivors. Humans adapt. That's what we do best. Mm-hmm. And if you find after 30 years of marriage that you're both better off if he goes into the city three times a week and, and has an affair, then that's fine for you. It fucking saves your lives. Then sometimes. I hope you go out into the city and have your affair. Not because it's like a tit for tat, but I hope, it, I, I hope that people are getting what also they want out of their relationships. I think sometimes people think that it comes from the idea of you, you know, merging souls. We are two souls who are now one. It's like, no, actually, you're just two people who have separate souls who are choosing to live parallel lives. Mm-hmm. You are choosing to live alongside yeah. each other. You're not, yeah. you haven't morphed into, I cannot stand that shit. What if the yeah, oxy- This is my other not. half. Fuck, fuck off. I am a whole person. What yeah. if your oxytocin output is somehow connected to your thyroid? And if someone who falls in love too much or too hard to it, like a crazy level, has something wrong with their thyroid releasing too much oxytocin when they're in a relationship. That would be insane. And I think it's probably happening. What if you were in a relationship? Ha- I have a friend I was having this conversation with recently. She hasn't been, she's been dating a boyfriend for five years. She, five years. That was, I like, I like the not fit in my mouth. I liked it. Um, the, she's been on birth control the whole time she's now getting off of birth control and she's like oh my god he's never known me off of birth control and like i'm a like i'm crazy it's i'm gonna be crazy for a little bit no because birth control just alters your what is it what does it make her that she wasn't without it i don't know she just she doesn't really remember what it was like so she's like worried that in the transition you know, he's even said, like, where's this coming from? Like, no, no. He's even, he, like, there are palpable, bless, bless you. you. There are palpable <laughs> things about her that are changing, and she doesn't know how to explain to him. It's because she's, you know, has less estrogen in her body. That's like, crazy. It's, you know, and, and it's, you could fall on your head tomorrow. And I was super mean once when I got off sugar for two days. <laughs> Do you believe in unconditional love? Do you believe that there's a love that exists love. without conditions question. completely? Like, there's nothing that anyone could do to rupture it? Nothing. Absolutely I mean, nothing. is that what happens when you have a kid? Do you love them no matter what? Does that happen? Is that real? Mm. Hopefully. I don't know. And I don't want to say I know because oh, I don't. Oh, do you love the kid no matter what? Hopefully. Oh, Not everybody. I think then, so. Then is, Not I think I will. Then I think I will. is unconditional will, love nothing but some byproduct of a chemical selfish thing about your own DNA? Then is it even worthy of being valued? Is or love a marketing tool? On one end, yeah. I don't think so. I think, yeah, on one end, for sure. It's used as a marketing tool. Absolutely. Happiness. Don Draper, episode yeah, one. Yeah, because why? Every, no, one I love hates, yeah. no one hates being in love. No, no one hates love, I feel like. I don't hate I don't think love. We're I all searching for it. Even, the, even the most common. evil person in the world, they, they still like gratification or f- uh, maybe they're but a dictator and they want followers. Yeah. But gratification but it's still is love. not love. That's the whole point. No, but some people... Gra- Feed off of other people's love, but don't feel it. Like, I was watching the Bundy tapes. Oh, God. He... I love I love serial killers. I love true crime. <laughs> not in the like oh, I'm going to to one and marry one. Just in how so close to us they are. There's a reason they keep making these documentaries. <laughs> We're all because <laughs> because it's like one in every five person, every five person, <laughs> one in every five people has 
some sort of antisocial or possibly psychopathic tendency. Makes well, sense. there's four of us in here, so. Well, it's like a sexual spectrum, right? Your your crazy spectrum is whatever. That fact came out of my actual asshole, but it's like something <laughs> really it's something really weird and small. Like if you're on a train, it's like every 10th person or every 7th person. I don't remember what the actual number is, and I could probably whatever google it, it right now, but either way, that's real. Like those are people who don't who can't who literally don't have brain receptors. It's a for chemical that. imbalance. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they're your neighbors yeah. or they're a cop or they're you know, a chef, or there could be anybody. Actually, sure. one of our family friends, he's now retired, but he was a police officer. And um, he was telling us that... Is he, he the Golden State Killer? No. <laughs> uh, but he was telling us that he uh, he and some of his other officer co-workers, what do you call them? <laughs> Basically. Other officers? Yeah. Um, that they were called to this house in, like, Brentwood. And... This guy is a serial killer that they've been trying to what to catch Fred Durst for years, that years he, that's and years and years, and they show up to this guy's house and they finally fucking find him, and he is the most charismatic guy. Duh. He has all of them just dying of laughter, and he said it was so hard to arrest him because he was the kind of guy that all of them would love to go and have a beer with, yep. and yep. just shoot the shit. Now this guy, it was so hard to catch him because what he would do is he would take his, he was a businessman. He was very wealthy, lived in Brentwood, and his hobby was killing other people. Oh. So when he would take his trip, his tri- business trips to New York, he would take care of some business over there and then come back to LA, take care of his business here, and on the side while he's doing it, he continues his hobby. His wife had no fucking idea, and they just said like you never would have thought. That's part of the hobby. Where's this documentary? This is not a documentary. This is is my friend. You have to make the documentary because I would like to see that, please. But that, I mean, honestly, watch any of them. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer when they caught Jeffrey Dahmer because of a McDonald's, (laughs) because he went to McDonald's. They caught him because of a receipt. He go. They like finally officially go to his house, and he's like, "I'm just letting you know right now." You should start recording because this is gonna like blow. Is up that what he said? Car- like they know, they don't have a concept of right and wrong in the sense that they don't have the brain capacity to respect it, but they know that, like Ted Bundy, when they get when they get him to talk in the third person about the crimes that he committed, he doesn't talk about them like as Ted. They're like, well, what kind of person would do these things? And he's like, well. Oh, you know, really? The kind of person that was interested in pornography very early on, like interested and addicted to dirty, dirty, dirty sex, like at all times. The kind of person who, and you learn about all of these little behaviors that it's why, I mean, it's like a, a lot of the reason why it's men a lot, right? All of these little, beha- it's like straight men a lot. It's yeah. like straight white men. Yeah. Is almost across the board the demographic of the zero killer. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Freaky, and it's partially because I again, never thought of that. It's always of white the, dudes because of the box. And there's there's a little there are de- you know deviants here from there like the DC sniper and um, Richard Ramirez and you know whatever. But for the most part, it's like these uh, it's like these straight white men who either have always. extreme trauma in their lives and something terrible happens and then this activates a part of their brain or you know like is, they say people just snap or whatever is Dahmer the only gay white example 
Probably not, no. Um, I think Gacy killed boys. Okay. So I was listening to this podcast, um, and um, they were talking about- Why would about I want to date a man? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking no, and I do. And, and honestly, straight white men are my demographic, so whatever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, podcast. Podcast, podcast though. Um, they were talking about the brain, and there was this man um, who, oh God, I, he went into the hospital or something for some sort of surgery, and um, it was some sort of brain surgery he <laughs> needed done. And they accidentally removed uh, just a, barely like a hairline oh God. of a certain part of fear. his brain. Had, they had no idea. Mm. Came back, he seemed fully recovered, and he was with his wife. And um, he he started having like I can't remember exactly what was going on, but he it was like very violent thoughts, and he was much more sexual than he was pre-surgery, and would always want to have sex with his wife. And in the beginning, she's like, "Oh, this is just so great! Right. He always wants to have sex with me now." They're like out in a restaurant. Let's go to the bathroom. Oh, Jesus. This and that. But then it was like getting really like violent, mm. and. They didn't know it was wrong because other than that, he seemed completely normal. But he apparently started to have these thoughts of murdering his wife. Jesus. Oh, God. So I think they started therapy or something like that. And oh, he was open about it. Yeah. He said, I'm I feeling think this he way. was freaked out by the thoughts because he'd never had a thought like that before. Right. And so he's like, brought it up. He's like, I don't know what's going on. And, and then I think they, I can't remember what exactly, but they took him to the hospital and they did some scans and they realized, um, they took a little too much. No, no. It's I mean, I think I'm getting pause. the story wrong, but um, that's up. not how Back they up. found him. That's not how they found him. Um, but how they found him was he start he started googling different kinds of porn, and some of them were really really violent, uh, and it was to the point where the FBI like caught on. It was that bad. Who that they saw just what he what he was watching, and they busted into his house, Whoa. and his wife answered the door, and they were like, "Is such and such home?" And she was just like, "Yeah, he's upstairs." And they um, they arrested him, and he went to trial, and um, they arrested the crime, him solely so. for the porn he had was so yeah, illegal. Yeah, it was so illegal. That, okay. So then I can't remember the lawyer or whatnot, but they had some tests done on his brain. They're like, well, he went and had brain surgery, but maybe blah blah blah. Anyways, they found out that they had removed a little small, like barely a hairline fraction of his brain. And it was the part of the brain that is um, in charge of, um, like, that animalistic survival quality. <laughs> oh, wow. And they had no fucking idea. Whoa. So they put him on medication, and it all fucking went away. Whoa. I mean, Jesus. they, they, they were took brain to scans. To find what he yeah, that, that's crazy, the medication. But I think it was after. Like, oh, God, okay, take two he, of these days. I think it was <laughs> after they put him in prison. <laughs> Oh, he was in prison? <laughs> yeah, it was after they put him in prison. Oh, God. So, so while guy. he was sitting in prison, they were researching the situation. There was another... It was something was like... Was he there long? I don't I don't remember. I have to look into it. But it was very fascinating. Wow. I mean, and they've compared brain scans of, like, convicted serial and otherwise killers and compared them with, like, what we consider, like, emotionally balanced normal people. And the only difference is they have less. You were. I was. I wanted to tell you, like, regardless of whether you think you're right or not, you're pointing to the right mm -hmm. area. This part of your brain, yeah, where your frontal lobe is, they just have less or zero activity, which is where you like <laughs> register right and wrong and empathy. Nothing going on. Yeah, over yeah here. no, absolutely. Like not <laughs> able to 
And I, it's why it's why when you meet charismatic people, especially for me, charismatic males, I'm immediately like, "Are you gonna kill? Yeah. Are you gonna kill me?" <laughs> like there because after a while, everybody says everybody. All of these st- the stories are this, all the same. The stories are all almost completely. He the was same. so normal. I would never right. I would never have expected like blah 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 blah. I mean, Bundy would g- Bundy would kill somebody on a business trip, come back home and like have a birthday party for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Like that sounds like Bundy. I you mean, seen the movie Mr. Brooks? Yeah. Should watch that movie. I haven't seen it. Um, and then there are other people who get off on other things, but but can you think puppies are cute and still be a serial killer? Yes. Damn it. Because I I mean I'm I I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if my ex would have actually killed me. I'm gonna say no. Okay. But he was very charismatic in the beginning too, and I thought he was. You know. I don't know. What? I I thought that I was in love. Um. I bet you were. And I don't that know depends that on how he you define it, like loved me. Right. I think being in love and loving someone are is different. Different. I different. Don't, yeah. But so. you can also be in love and later go, "Wow, I really wasn't." Exactly. I thought I was. That's not love. But this man was extremely fucking violent. Like, really, really violent. I mean, in the beginning, I think I was just young and naive, and I wanted so much to be in love that I made up excuses for his behavior. And then it eventually, all of that anger was directed towards me, and manipulated and controlled. I mean, there was definitely a time where I was terrified for my life. Absolutely. 100%. Um... But, yeah, extremely abusive. And now that I think about it, I'm like, and I went to therapy and all this stuff and did research, I mean, like a sociopath. Yep. That, Absolutely. That, that, Which doesn't mean that you're going to kill people. Doesn't mean you're going to kill people. Mm-hmm. Which I think people forget. No. Doesn't no. mean to me, but, I mean, and not he was serious. literally holding fucking, like, um, fucking AR rifles and shit out the window and pointing it at people. Was he military? No. Just had ARs? A lot. Also, and a lot of other illegal weapons. Wow. And guns. <laughs> Jesus. So, and lit me on fire. <laughs> what? So I don't know if he would have killed me or not, but... Sounds like he tried is, to. Is, yeah. You don't let someone on really fire unless you're like, there. this could be it. This could be I, it. See, this is Whoa. the thing. And I think also, Mods, you touched on it earlier, like... You were also raised a certain way, right? Very specific fucked up way yeah very specific fucked up way that then didn't set you up and not that it could yeah either way i didn't have the tools yeah and my my the networking in my brain is built in very in a very specific way yeah um and i do i did have the tools and i've still been lied to and fucking tricked and fucking yeah oh my god what is the source of making those same mistakes when you know how egregious the infractions are with the person that you're dating. And this is why I asked about unconditional love. Because we are taught to look for it. We are taught to look for somebody to love unconditionally and then check in with them and see if they love you back. We Where can tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody to help and fix and and give give all of the like love that you're supposed to cultivate in your life to them. And then not even realize that you're not getting anything Back. Is it yeah. safe to say that some women will literally let things that you shouldn't let slide slide because 
in their mind they think I must love them even more if yes. I can withstand yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Jesus Christ, one hundred percent. I can oh tell you, God. yes. That and that's not... like that's like women across the board. Like I used to live. My sweet former roommate. She's what she would call a gold star lesbian. Um, <laughs> she has only ever been with women. There you go. And gold star. she, one of my best friends from college, she has been in some of the most emotionally manipulative relationships I have ever, ever had the displeasure of having to like talk her down Jesus. from. And they've gotten physical, like they've gotten, people have started, like when we were living together, there were people that would be contacting me to try to get to her. It was like a very bizarre, and without fail, like she could have picked all of these girls out of a lineup. And I was like, hey, what do you have, like a magnet on your head for crazy? Like these these are women who don't respect you. They revere you. And then when they find out because you're smart and because she's like really smart and really out there and is going to make her move on you and is like super, she's just very infectious in that way. And I think women like what they see when they when she looks at them like they like the person that they feel like in her eyes and maybe not necessarily themselves without her and if she ever deviates or if she doesn't give enough attention or if she doesn't you know if she has a moment of selfishness which she's prone to at the same time they like lash the fuck out it's like it's like a i can't explain it it's a pattern (laughs) Are most of these relationships younger people? These yeah. examples? Okay. Yeah. It's something most people, I mean, obviously we all done our share of semi-crazy things, maybe not fully crazy, but at some point they'll perhaps grow out of these ac- these actions. These. Sure, but like why, but then, I'm just but saying, that's what I'm maybe. saying, like why does she, keep, why do we pick, not pick, but why do we gravitate? Okay, I haven't, my magnet is taken men. Okay. Out of a lineup. Like I could have, 10 stranger men and be like, I'm attracted to these three and all three of them would be in a relationship. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, most women I'm attracted to are taken. Yeah. But it's vice versa too. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that happen a lot. Yeah. I mean, with friends and stuff. Well, for me, my thing is I'm always attracted to the abusive men. Not anymore. I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not dating men right now or go. a man there right now. Right. Um, but as far as like therapy and such is gone, I mean, I continue to need to go to therapy and such, but I went to therapy because I was like, why the fuck do I always end up dating these very specific kinds of men? And why do I always end up in these situations where I need to be controlled? Yeah. What is the energy that you're putting out? Exactly. So I was like, and for me, the first thing that would pop into my mind would be, my upbringing, the way that I was raised, as I was raised to be extremely submissive and that to look up to whatever, cult leader or whoever it is and do and say everything that this person does because this is what I have to do. Why are you tying sex into that though? I'm tying sex into that because that's the reason why I've ended up in relationships with people who want to control me. Yeah, she's... she falls into these relationships with people who maybe are like that leader. And that's so like I'm you saying think maybe like depending like Sid says her thing is taken men. Maybe it has to I do assume with everyone's going to lie and cheat like my dad. Exactly. Okay. So it's like hard for me not to. Most people lie and cheat at some point in their lives. I agree. But then if I'm if I'm putting out into the universe that I think 
that no matter what, either some I'm going to either attract somebody or someone th- who's going to lie and cheat or I'm going to be in a relationship where I lie and cheat. Like, I don't know, like the thoughts, I do really believe like thought to action, thoughts and feelings, even if they don't serve you, affect what comes back your way. That's and true. I think that uh, we talked about the def- the idea of defense defense mechanism. It's like, at least for me, I obviously can only speak on myself, but it's a lot of like, it's a lot of wall because I know my judgment gets compromised very quickly. And if I love you, I would, you will get away with fucking bloody murder. You will. Yeah. It's, That's not it's, good. I think it's actually a beautiful thing. However, it has to be, that's why I wield it. It has to be like controlled or I will find myself in. You have to be loving the right person. Yeah. Well, can we. It's a beautiful thing when you're loving the right person. Yes. When you're loving the wrong person that way, then it only comes back to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, I think figuring out who those people are is the game. Exactly. And it's really fucking difficult. And loving people for who exactly they are, not who you would like them to be. It's just got to be this mutual thing that works out for both people. They both have to be invested and and be driven by each other and be, it's a a very difficult, uh, and some people have it easier than others. You know, some people fall into relationships every, every, you know, every fucking 10 days and it's great. Um, And other people struggle and things never go for very long or they don't work out, of course. Um, I've definitely gotten to the point in my life where I try much less. Yeah, uh, the 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 stress that goes along with them not working out somewhat outweighs the desire to go find companionship. So I've really receded. I, I deleted all my dating apps over a year ago and I do not miss them. Um, and that was the it happened to be New Year's it wasn't really a resolution. But I remember being like, yeah, I've said it even though, you know, dating online is fine. It's it, it sometimes you got to do it to you don't have the time. You're too busy to go to bars or if they don't have luck at bars, you're like I want to join some new group to meet like if you don't have time. I get it. Uh, it, it was beneficial for a for a time and then I think it, it's a thrill for some people too. Uh, it's different for everybody. Yeah. For me it was a tool. I really didn't want to do it, but I didn't want to not try as little yeah. as I was trying. I want to be like, "Ah, you know, I want to I want to find someone. It's been mm-hmm. long enough. I've been alone long enough. I, I'll, I'll make an effort." Um, I also didn't want to be the guy that, because for years I said, I'm never doing this shit. I'm always going to be the organic guy. And then one day I'm like, well, I got to get out of my own way a little bit. I can't take myself too seriously. Let's try this shit. And so I can at least say I tried it. And I did it for a few years. And it, most of the time it was nice women. Like they were really nice. Nothing went wrong. I didn't always have a connection. Um, but it's been over a year since I deleted all that shit. I don't miss them. Uh, and I truly feel like I'm better where I am now than I was even a year ago when I made that choice. Yeah. More prepared. Like, again, you guys are saying you fall into these patterns of uh, abusive men or taken men or whatever your pattern that's not great. Like, you'd like to get out of it. Um, but we, I don't think, except for, you know, a lovely human being like like um, uh, Cooper, who's married. Like, if you're married, like, you, you figured it out. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we're still figuring things say, out every day. Still, marriage is a bitch. It's, it's I'm, a comparing, I'm comparing it to dating. I'm comparing it to dating. It's, like, no, but we still figure still that out. We figure things about each other new things every day all the time yeah we always it's a different and we're both we're growing together that's the beautiful part about it it's like and she does and we don't i mean we love each other for who we are but we also you know learn from each other and then try to make each other better and and you know get what we want and support each other it's a but it's a wild ride it's really yeah it's it's but it's amazing that's I, I mean i'm i'm very lucky i'm in a situation where we both love each other 
unconditionally. Hey, man, you're <laughs> living, that's, you're that's living that's the dream. That's why it has. That's no, amazing. No, no, no. That's ideal. You're yeah. living the dream. But it's, it's, yeah, we've been through a lot together, too, and our situation is very different than other situations in terms of, I mean, we did, and, and I know a lot of people do long distance, but we did very long distance for a long time, and she was in a completely different part of the world, and times were off things were different it was very hard we had to work very hard at it but i think that kind of made it even more i don't know we we grew more from that than if we had just been you know here dating the whole time or whatever together mm-hmm. the whole time i feel like when you're apart from someone for that long and you stay with them and you fight for them it that means something right there like that i had to ask myself like i know i love this person so much because like i literally don't like life without them Mm-hmm. And I, it's and a partnership, I, and I'm wait, and I want to wait, and I want to like make sure that we can spend our lives together. So it's, so that was like, you know, wow. that's why the sexual deviation role when you when you branch away from each other, it it can most of the time affect that partnership because partnerships are are usually based on that commitment in a lot of different ways. So again, we talked about how different things different people, of course, but that just makes this whole game that much more complicated. Yeah, um, it's very hopefully complicated. you can grow, but. Uh, yeah, that's you're very hopefully lucky. Hopefully, you get loved. Like honestly, I feel like that's the my only goal now. I think as a kid, I was and a younger person, I was so much more um, excited to tell people about my boyfriend and to talk about my relationship. It feels good. And now I just I'm like somebody fucking love me. <laughs> like it, and not and not for anyone else to know about or hear about, but truly just because I do have a lot of love to give, and I'm finally mm-hmm. in a place where I personally, I mean, it takes I don't know if it takes longer for women, but I do think that. In a place where you love your, where you learn to love yourself unconditionally, is the only time that you start actually being ready to open up to others. Yeah, yeah. there's your unconditional love yeah. yourself. I think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's no, no, no. Um, uh, we do have to get going. Uh, please, please say what you're gonna say. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, everybody wants to love and be loved, and um, that's it. Yeah, basically. And it's hard to learn. Searching for love is pretty much what we're doing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However you've, and making yourself. I love yourself, you guys. Love you too. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> love you guys. I love doing the show. I love having you guys on. I want to uh, do a little prep for next week. We have our first guests on next week whom we don't know. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been here, been friends, close, talented, amazing people that we already know and love. Um, we're branching out to strangers, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about That's it. And exciting. it just so happens yeah. to be two women. Yeah. And so we're really keeping this cool. Nancy like, Pelosi. Nancy Pel- and, who doesn't um, love Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and, and Condoleezza Rice? Oh, my God, I'm going to puke. Um, yeah, <laughs> Annabella and Lana Enderman. It might be Lana. I apologize, but I've been saying Lana in my head for the last couple of weeks. Um, they have their own production company, 103-104 Productions. They were separate um, um, producers. They merged their companies, and we got to talking, uh, Lana and I, uh, about how their opportunities have really changed since um, the Me Too movement, and I'm really interested to hear. And this is something that you will have to come back on Sydney and talk about because you're in the same world. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be next week. Awesome, Lena Enderman and Annabella. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Awesome. Anytime, yeah. you'll be back. You'll be back. Thanks, guys. Yeah, cool. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. You if you week. like listening, subscribe, comment, like, share. Do all that fun stuff. Word. Cool. <laughs> Later. Peace.